0: Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Loffel-Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com.
1: And the Word Radio app. Dr. Shalana Dash is the CEO of Self Incorporated, Philadelphia's largest provider of emergency housing with an annual budget of $10 million. And Dr. Dash brings more than 30 years of experience in leadership, serving families, children, seniors and veterans in social services and public policy. Dr. Dash, I just had a whole conversation this morning at the very beginning of the show about how we treat people who are experiencing homelessness and that we have to be better at what we do. So I'm glad that you're on to talk about Homelessness Awareness And we will talk about some of the causes of homelessness in Philadelphia The effect it can have on one's livelihood And what self is doing to combat the issues of homelessness Good morning, my sister, how are you? Good morning,
0: I am doing well It takes the great, the beautiful, the powerful Andrea Lawful Sanders to get me up Because I'm not at the gym At 6 a.m. and be on the air I'm like, <laughs> this, is ge- this is gym time I'm not going anywhere, so
1: Remember when we show up at 6 o'clock in the morning, I would open the door and look at Blair's face and go, (laughs) see you today. People would go, you at the gym? I say, yes. Yes. I got to get that back. It's it's common. It's common. Are are you going back into a gym? Because my problem was COVID and all the viruses. So You know what? I actually started working out at home with, uh, I don't know, Beachbody
0: F. I started. Molly Caesar had like a six. He had like a 645, six forty-five, six days a week, forty-five minutes, mm-hmm. and that's what I did it for last. And just started working out again and getting fit. I had, I have like pretty much all the, a lot of the equipment in my home from a so gym. So do I. Yeah, so, too. so do I.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, my yeah. sister. Because let's let's <laughs> let's let's get into the homeless <laughs> What causes homelessness? Um, as you as from what you've seen from people in the streets of Philadelphia.
0: So there are so many things that touches on homelessness. So let's say homelessness, I mean, when we look at the economic uh, disparities in the city, and our culture, our society, um, economically, a living wage, a living wage is so important. You know, I come out of child welfare system where kids would go and live on their own and they would get a job, but getting a job at no, no shade against McDonald's or Burger King. It's not a living wage. Just given what has happened, even during COVID, and how rent has gone up everywhere. And before that, it was hard to live. So imagine now I'm trying to, you know, work and have a living wage and then keep an apartment. Think about, think about New York. Think about New York. We're not New York, but I'm saying, think about huge cities like that where you have to have two or three people living in an apartment to afford rent. And it's so still happening. To that.
1: Is that really? Cause it's still happening. I know that. people making a hundred thousand dollars a year in New York and still sharing an apartment. It is That's that my point. expensive. I'm saying.
0: I'm saying. So I'm saying. Think about that. Now, why Philadelphia is not quite there. Think about working in minimum wage jobs and trying to afford rent. Think about the rent moratorium that was on for over a few years during COVID. It got lifted. So it then became I'm working a living wage and I have to be able to afford rent, but I can't. Also, another big issue that troubles me. Um, think about young people who are LGBTQ plus QIA, whose families are not accepting of who they are. Think about that and a child ends up on the street because their family has put them out or their family is disassociated from them. Think about, unfortunately, mental health in our society and how it's treated. How it's oh my- treated. You know, in other societies, we treat those who are ill even substance use disorder, as having a disease or ailment, and they treat them as such. In America, not just Philadelphia, we often ostracize them. It is a, We don't treat it as something. We don't view it as something. Substance use disorder is a disorder, but are we treating it like a disorder where someone needs help, or are we treating it just like it's your issue, take care of it? It's just amazing how people feel about people struggling sometimes with drug addiction. And I say people, just society, how we say we're accepting and we're here to provide resources. But think about it. Think about epidemics. I'm not going to talk about but even across the country, think about when crack happened, how people were treated. Now think about oh boy, opioids and how people were treated based on who it impacts our society um, it's different. Our society responds differently. And I'm saying all that because all those are issues that, yes, impact homelessness in the sense that if you don't have a living wage, you cannot afford your rent, you may end up sleeping in your car, sleeping on the street. Think about a young person who's been ostracized from their family. They may end up sleeping on subway, couch surfing. See, even homelessness and young people are different. Homelessness and youth and young adults is getting increasingly high as time goes on. People don't realize the face of youth homelessness generally looks different. Think about it. For a young person, I can go sleep on my friend's couch and his mom may say, "Okay." I look up and three months later, you're here. But that's still homeless. A young person may go to school, hang out at school as late as they can. The janitor locks up and put them out the janitors may let them sleep there, a young person may hop on a subway and ride on a subway all night. Hello. I mean, think about youth homelessness because if I'm a young person, I still want to look a certain way. I can borrow my friends' clothes. These days, a lot of people do. It. My friends can do my hair. It looks different mm-hmm. than as you progressively get older and resources tend to dry out. The difference and the resources are because you're young. Oftentimes, a family member or friend will take you in. Let's just sleep on the couch. People aren't just open let a letter, 45-year-old
1: sleep on their couch. Absolutely. But guess what I saw last week when I had to take my husband to the emergency room? There were ho- people experiencing homelessness laying on the emergency room floor, sleeping. And when we looked, I kept saying, where are all these people sleeping on the floor? That somebody whispered and said, they're homeless. They come into the emergency room, say they have an emergency, understand that they'll have a 10, 12-hour wait to be seen. And by the time they're seen, it's one, it's five, seven, eight o'clock in the morning. They can get up and go somewhere and they come back again and do the same thing. And so at Penn Presbyterian, we saw a lot of people sleeping on the floor. I had never seen anything like what, what, what is it that, what can we do to combat homelessness or what can we do to support our families as we see somebody that's getting ready to experience homelessness amongst us?
0: Oh God, that is so much that can be done. So what can we do? I mean, there are resources, but what we need to do is press our elected official affordable housing it is not a buzzword it is the truth affordable housing so right now itself we have five shelters four programs and affordable housing is one of the major challenges i mean we go what can we do we can help we have a family member experiencing homelessness you can call either our hotline or a shelters 215 even itself 496-9610 but then you know you also wait, wait, I mean, wait j- say that say that number again please 215-496 Nine six one oh. Now that one is just self's number, but there's also an outreach number. They're outreach teams that are on the street like all the time. And for the outreach teams that are on the street, they come out. Now this is the thing. The outreach number is two one five two three two one nine eight four. So outreach is two one five. 232 Mm -hmm. 1984. And outreach teams will come out and they'll kind of talk to a person and assess what's going on with them and whether they want to come in shelter. And then they'll actually transport them to shelter. So if you see someone experiencing homelessness, there are outreach teams throughout the entire city. The city is broken up into different uh, components or departments, like our office, South Head Center City. And the outreach team walks out, zero below, all kinds of weather and get people off the street. Even during the winter, we have something called Winter Initiative. We're self-incorporated. Specifically, the city is partnered with us. And we work to get people off the street for cold blue when it's freezing. And literally, the outreach team goes out and offer people shelter. Now, everybody doesn't want to come in shelter. Some people don't want to come in shelter. Some people have mental health. Some people have possibly had bad experience. Some people... The thing that breaks my heart even about shelters, and this is where it comes to lobbying our elected officials, you're only allowed to carry so many things in shelter with you. So I tell you, when I first came, they would look at me and say, Dr. Dash. I'm like, they can't carry all that stuff? And they would say, Dr. Dash, they're only able to carry X amount of things into shelter. I said, think about this. Everything you have in your life is in four bags. And you tell me I can only take two. You have a problem with it. They would say, Dr. Dash. I said, can't we get more bins? They're like, that's regulations because I would look because think about it. That's all you have. yeah I can't I can't quantify how to put your life and separate what's important to you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just a basic. You can't, everybody can't take everything, but it really would be talking to elected officials and letting them know that more resources are needed. Mm-hmm. Um, shelters are there to provide a safe haven is there to provide somewhere for people to rest their head. But those are some of the things you can do. Contact your elected officials, lobby for more affordable housing, offer resources and support by way. You can offer a place to sleep, but you got to give a long-term solution. That's like a right now solution. You can come sleep with me for a few days, but beyond those few days, what can I do? If there's someone experiencing mental health crisis, mm-hmm. again, help try to seek getting them in treatment. Substance use disorder. It kind of works like this. Think about it. If I get you in shelter or if I take you somewhere, but we don't address the root cause, you're going to probably be back at that same place mm-hmm. in a few weeks, a few months. Yeah. So we have to try to connect them to resources by way of CBH for mental health, by way of substance use t- treatment. You have to go into facilities that will actually treat you. So it, you know it's, it's multi-levels. It's not one level. But what yeah. you can do is connect them to either outreach team who can then provide
1: them for shelter immediately and the possible resources they can get while they're in care. Question that I have. Are there enough shelters to hold, house all the folks that are experiencing homelessness in this city? Not at all. Not at all.
0: Self right now. We're the largest provider of emergency shelters for single men in the city. We house over 500 men and women. We have our substance use disorder. Site Ife holds some women, as well as Susquehanna House that has 40 women. We hold over 500 men a night. Oh. Not at all There are There's a great need for more shelters Is a great need for family shelters um, One of the things we've recently started Again, I told you, youth homelessness is on the rise yes. So one of the things that we just had a soft opening for on Saturday Was Miss Barbara's house
1: okay. It's a
0: transitional housing program for young men 18 and 24 experiencing homelessness
1: Why are there and so many young men that are experiencing homelessness? So, you know what? Think
0: about this. Again, we talk about youth homelessness and how it looks. Mm-hmm. But there are systems set in place like child welfare to help young people. Mm-hmm. But what happens when that young person ages out and they're not um, stable as far ah, as so it's ah.
1: mm-hmm. Think about it.
0: I come from child welfare. So I came to self and within three weeks of getting there, the mayor made the announcement there was $8.9 million for youth homelessness. I came back to the team and so said we're getting funded for that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to open a place for young people. And they said, Dr. Dash, I said, we're going to, we began to get young men from the shelter. We invited them to the table. And we sat down with them and asked, what is it that you would have needed to keep you from getting here? And we developed a program. They sat at the table, they developed the program. We then hired them. Saturday was our soft launch for Miss Barbara's house. Sometimes systems are so busy creating things, we don't stop and talk to people in oh, that. the Right. Yeah. How can I tell you what you need? That made no sense to me. So he said, "Somebody said, Well, that's different.'" I said, "Why? Why am I going to sit down and tell you what you need? I haven't had that experience." So I'm going to sit down with people who are there, who know. We sat down with young men up to 30 years old, and they sat down, kind of told us what was needed, what would have
1: supported them. Can you, tell us, can you tell us some of this so we can so we can hear so that we can figure out as we move because we need to be a part of the solution too. It's not just talking sure. to you.
0: Sure. No. So the young man said, you know what? I don't want just, they say, I need more than just a roof over my head. I need support as young people. So in the shelter system, 18 to 70 is the shelter system. So mm-hmm. think about a young adult. They admit admitted young adults, we're still growing. Although society says we're grown, we're still growing. Absolutely. We still need a higher level of support. Right. So they said, you know what? We need something more with a greater sense of community. So we developed a place with a great sense of community and meaning. I mean, we went back to Miss Barbara's house. We'll have community dinner where they sit down together as a house. When we started the program and we began to talk mm-hmm. about things, I said, you know what I want? They said, "What well, I said a house mom. They looked at me. Mm-hmm. I said, I cannot call it a house mom, but we need a house mom. Mm-hmm. I said, think about a mother, and what a mother does. Think mm-hmm. of how integral a mother is in a life of a child. I said, we're not replacing. We asked the young men. They said, that's important. I said, house mom or house dad. We're not replacing their parent because you can't do that. Mm -hmm. But what a parent does is provide support, provide structure, provide guidance, and that's what I wanted. And they said, well, Dr. Dad, she can't name it a house mom. I said, that's fine, but I know what the goal is. Mm -hmm. I want to be there that's consistent providing those things. So that's what we did. They talked about not only community, they talked about employment. So, I reached out to the unions. I reached out to Ryan Boyer. I reached out to Butch Bennett and connected to uh, pre apprenticeship programs mm-hmm. that are available through the union that we can refer our young people. Because remember, economic security. Everybody, mm-hmm. You can't work at McDonald's and live long term. Absolutely. This program has two components one is Ms. Barber's house, and one is Lyft. Mm-hmm. And one is rapid rehousing, and Ms. Barber's house is transitional housing. Mm-hmm. So, one is six young men living. And um, one space in their own units together. Mm-hmm. And the other one is individual apartments. And mm-hmm. so we were intentional about how we wrote the program and what resources, employment. Mm-hmm. So we connected to the union for apprenticeships so we could give them apprenticeships to help them get trained to get a skill. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. Everybody some people want to go to college and get a training. Right. But you have to offer them other opportunities. Everyone, th- a lot of people thinks you can only see success in a traditional way. As, as we see going, everybody want to go to college? Has, mm-hmm. every. some people are great with their hands. Some people like to build. Some people, mm-hmm. you know, so we looked at ways to provide those resources. Then we looked at what do people need? Possible mental health. Mm-hmm. So we talked to places like CBH to be able to provide, while we can't have them on the clock, we have MOUs with them, Memorandum of Understandings, where they can come in and help our young people. One of the things that I'm still trying to do, I reached out, I'm trying to get the police department to come out. Why? Yeah. Black young men are the highest, uh, have the highest incident rates of involvement in law enforcement and not necessarily positive. So I want, I want the local police to know who our young men are. Very intentional. I need you to know who they are. They didn't know the police are, is somewhere in safety. They can't go. They need help. Yeah. I said, why? I said, because I want them to know this is a household of young men. I need the police to know who these young men are. I need to know that there are young men in a program getting supports, but if there is something that they have supports that you can actually come to, right. that will be there for them and speak for them. That was very that was something very intentional. We invited. We didn't, we had contact, but we haven't said table yet. Even at very intentional, because the young men aren't in the house yet. We had a soft opening. Mm-hmm. I said, I need that to happen. I said, why? I need the police to know where young men are. Mm-hmm. So if there are, I need the, I need our young men to know who the police are To know that law enforcement in and of itself yes. are not bad Right So right. forging, so all of this, even with Ms. Barbara's house We're intentional about developing not only a community in the house
1: But outside of the
0: house Absolutely
1: You know it takes a village oh, it's, it's a whole child, it's a whole uh, perception of the whole child itself Inside and out, understood What is your why? I mean, I have worked out with you. I, you know, I sat and had a long meeting with you as you were getting your PhD. We had a conversation that day in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. You were talking yes, about I all do. the things you were trying to do. And so what is your why? Because you're very passionate about this.
0: My why. I come from child welfare. I come from child welfare. I come from a system where I watched a lot of kids age out well, and they had the supports, but at certain age, the supports didn't continue. Mm-hmm. And they needed help. And so, you know, it just always troubled me. My why is my mother. Miss Barbara is my mother. I come from one of eight. And so when people ask me, even at the sauce opening, they say, why do you do this? Mommy fed the community. Mommy loved on the community. Mommy invested in her children. And because of that, it's not that we never have struggles, but we learn to stand. Mm -hmm. I understand that it takes a village. So people ask me why? Because the village supported me. The village, we look at our children and it bothers me how sometimes society speaks and acts like our children are gone and they're lost. They're not lost. We have to look at where we are. We have to look at what we're doing because we're the village. When the village gives up, the children don't feel like they have hope. So one of the things I said Saturday, my why I don't want kids to dream. Somebody looked at me. I said, I need kids to dream again. When people understand how powerful a dream is, a dream provides hope. People, when there are young people and a lot of them are hopeless. Mm -hmm. They really are. Because we've told them there's no hope. I say, so what is the purpose of Ms. house? I "I want young people to dream again. To understand your dream is your right, but it can happen. I'm not talking about everybody going to NBA. I'm not talking about whatever your dream, whatever your passion is, that you can be a vital part of society. I need you to dream again. Because when young
1: people have dreams, then change happens. Absolutely. Think about it. Think about it in the 60s. Yeah, let me ask you this: How can we support Self Incorporated?
0: How can you support Self? So you know what I need? We have a wish list for young people. We have a, list, a wish list. You can go to self s e l f i n c o r p dot o r g. There's a wish list on there for Amazon. You can donate to Self generally. There's a donate button. But if you like to donate specifically for Miss Barbara's House and Lyft for the young men and young women we're taking into our new programs, there's a wish list for Amazon, Walmart and Target. You can purchase things. But you know what else is needed? Volunteerism. I tell people one of the things in these houses we're doing, we're intentional about bringing men and women in mm-hmm. to actually have workshops with these young people. Everybody's dream is different. Everybody's mm-hmm. success is different. But you know what people forget to tell young people? What? about failure. Yes. Yeah. Failure happens. All the I, time. I fail. People look at me. I flunked out of Spelman College. I'm still Dr. Dash. What am I saying? Failure is a part of learning in life. Yeah. And we have also, we also breed in our society that if you fail, it's over. Yes. That's the lesson. So I need men and women who are willing to come and talk to our young people right. about their si- So success. all right. So I'll
1: sign up to that. I'll sign up because you know I love oh, talking to the young people. I need okay? you. Thank you. I need that. I tell people think because it's young men that we don't need women.
0: I say, I want their mother, but I want the men too. I want, because our young people need to know what their role looks like. It's not always going to be smooth, but you got to persevere. And so when you say, what do I need? I need the village to say what you just did, man, I thank you. I thank you so much. And I'm serious.
1: Oh, that's oh, a part oh of I'll show up. If it's a young people, I've been silently sliding in and out of schools in Philly that's, <laughs> for years. That's, a part of, that's yes. what I tell people. What I need yes. is the villagers to show up and kind of help.
0: Because me, I'm one person. The staff, right. you know, you need outside right. people to come in. Because yeah. think about this as a, as a parent. We have children. Your kids listen to you sometimes on the slide, sometimes right. they don't. But you can tell your kids something every day. Somebody walks in and tell him and it's like, and it it's me, and you're looking like yes. didn't I just tell you that? And it's like this <laughs> light went off. You're looking like yeah. I've been telling you that for a minute. This light yeah. goes off.
1: Yeah. So so so, so guys, self-incorp. So s e l f i n c o r p dot org. Go online. Uh, go on to Amazon. You'll, you'll see the button to donate. Uh, you'll see the wish list. I'm going to ask that you all go online for this brand new year unity. This is what it looks like to combat homelessness, to help self-incorporated, to help Dr. Dad. And her, her team, and I am going to volunteer. Uh, to go in and talk to the young people because I love doing that stuff. So I'll go in and, yes. and have that conversation with them. Dr. Dash, thank you so, so much for being here thank with us you. today. It took a while for us to get you to come talk to us, but it was yes, absolutely okay. worth it. We've engaged thank so many you. people on social media. They're talking about it. Uh, Fahim, can you put that up on the, in and, and Facebook, please? Self-incorporated, uh, S-E-L-F-I-N-C-O-R-P dot org so folks can go and see. Thank you so much, Dr. Dash. Happy Kwanzaa. So and Happy holidays, See you. Happy holidays. Love you, Love see you, with the Jean. Love you, too. Yes. <laughs> Bye, Andrea. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.